This episode of Council of the Wise Developers. We'll check in again with the alternative media truth-teller Kaiser Smith. Then the head of the council, Enoch Wise, interviews Kristen Bryan, developer relations at Calendly. We're really impressed by your background and think you'd be a perfect fit for a new role at an exciting company. Do you have time for a quick call? No, we cannot share a salary range. Hello, listeners of Council of the Wise Developers. I am Kaiser Smith, coming to you on behalf of TruthBattle.info. The globalists want to break up your family and turn your iguana transgender. But vigilant, freedom-loving Americans like you stand between America and having to suck George Soros's wrinkly wiener for Soros bucks. This is how we're fighting back. Can you believe that the globalist media is calling out Google and Twitter for bringing their employees back to the office? As if to suggest the made-up pandemic is still going on. Glorious private companies are being prevented from doing business in person. The media never quotes employees who love commutes and being packed into office spaces. To dig into this deeper, let's bring in our trusted source, the original QAnon Shaman. Oh, hello, Kaiser. Hello, Shaman. Have they put the other Shaman imposter in jail yet? Oh, yeah, he's getting served organic food in a, in a wide cell. Kind of jealous being heavily medicated in this sanitarium. That's because he's a liberal plant. But tell us, oh wise one, why are tech employees being denied their true wish of working in an office and being a product of patriotic capitalism? Well, I, I think because they've been duped by the propaganda of the, the corrupt media, Kaiser. Of course! The globalist media strikes again! The poor tech sheeple haven't woken up to the fact that there's there's only one reliable source of news online, and that's that's flat earth groups on Facebook. Damn right! I just scored a whole box of ivermectin from a chiropractic doctor I met in one of those rooms. Ivermectin only tastes like chalky semen at first. From my personal experience, chalky semen redundant. Shame it. Help those tech employees out there. What should they believe to retain their God-given freedom? Well, Kaiser, tech employees really need to listen to me carefully, okay? I didn't end up in a, a sanitarium because I had to settle for sheeple explanations. Preach it! So tech employees need to pack into tightly uh, populated offices, do their best work, thank their manager... And make sure to keep microdosing with bleach. The globalists are constantly putting microchips into our water, but bleach deactivates them. Amen, my brother, but hey, what about the ever-present threat of Hillary Clinton? Kaiser, I got a question for you. Have you ever seen Hillary Clinton drinking your child's blood in a tech office? Goddamn, Shaman, you're one of the best. Well said. Thank you for your time today. Please get me out of here.
And that's all the time we have today, truth seekers. May the holy defenders of American righteousness beat back the liars who call the calm, peaceful January 2nd Capitol demonstration an insurrection. It was a peaceful protest. Slay the demons who would put a mask on your face. Expel the traitors who see corporate power as anything but a liberating angel. Do you have complex engineering challenges? Are you finding that getting your team to work together effectively is just too hard? Well, we've finally found a solution. Meetings! Have everyone completely stop what they're doing, then struggle to pay attention while a manager reads dry, buzzword-saturated text directly from a slide deck. Then, have your team members ask off-topic questions and ignite rabbit-hole discussions that will eat up the entire block of scheduled time. Sure, the problem isn't solved yet, and that's why there's follow-up meetings. As long as your organization is perfectly set up with complete psychological safety, a follow-up meeting will resolve the whole issue. Or, the follow-up meeting will become a battle by proxy for larger political issues in your organization, necessitating three or four more meetings. Coming soon. Some SaaS company will gladly charge you a per-seat fee to hold each meeting. And now, for the interview segment, it is at last time. Let the leader of the council come forth! Enoch Wise is our glorious leader, a transhumanist 10xer on the spectrum. Employees have to take a training module on him. I give you Enoch Wise. Hello, welcome to Council of the Wise Developers. This is uh, Enoch Wise. You're welcome. I have with me here today uh, Kristen Bryan from Calendly. Uh, hello, Kristen. Hi, Enoch. Thanks for having me. Of course, it's. I am doing you a favor. I hope this boosts your career. Um, so tell me, Kristen, what, what is uh, Calendly? Uh, yeah, so Calendly is a scheduling platform. It helps you streamline finding a time to meet either one-on-one -on -one, uh, with a team as a group. Calendly allows you to like send a link presenting your availability to the person who wants to schedule with you. So they can kind of just choose that time that works for them. There's no back and forth anymore. Right. Uh so, who needs uh, a Calendly, uh, Kristen? I mean, really, who doesn't? Everybody. Uh, you really sued me on that one. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So, um, entrepreneurs need it. So, uh, if you're a photographer and you want your clients to schedule photo sessions, teachers, there are very still dear to my heart. I've heard. I, I've heard okay. that there are. Yeah, yeah. This is all hearsay. Um, teachers, if you want to manage parent conferences, uh, sales folks, you've, you've heard of salespeople, they want to schedule time to meet with their clients, right. groups of friends, family, some people have family, they want to go on vacation, they can use a poll that's just come out recently um, to find the best time to go on vacation together or for that, that next game night. Uh, everyone can use Calendly. 
Well, that's more people than I thought. All right. Well, the question is, why is scheduling time with other people such a problem such that software must solve it? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it itself takes time. And we all know that uh, time is money, right? Yes, so typically, yeah, typically you have to go back and forth, right? Putting together these this availability, like, when are you free? Here's my time. Um, that's kind of outdated, right, to go back and forth. So instead, uh, now we can just send a link showing our schedule. End it there. Okay. Well, that's compelling, but tell me, wouldn't it be easier if we just never had meetings ever? Yeah, I mean, I'd love that. Let's do it. Can you make that happen? You're in a meeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Oh, um, got me. Tell me, Kristen, uh, there is an API for Calendly, uh, yes? Yes, there is. So developers can connect to Calendly. What can they do? They can. They can actually um, use the Calendly API to automate processes within their own apps. So uh, when someone schedules a meeting or cancels a meeting, processes can happen within their own application. Uh, they might be able to, they, they could track, report, analyze that data. You know, you hear of these people analyzing data. They can use our API for it. So you're saying perhaps if I scheduled a meeting with someone and they canceled, mm -hmm. I could have my Haskell program send mm -hmm. them a nasty gram via email mm -hmm. for canceling. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the use case that I was thinking. Yes. I'm sure it was. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a very popular use case. Uh, yes. Uh, you might have a new customer. <laughs> Great. And if you have any questions, I'm here to support you. Oh. Uh, yeah. And, and if you also wanted to post your uh, scheduling page on a website, you could use our API, uh, invite people uh, to your Calendly account. You know, you can do that from within this app, um, within your own app. You don't have to even go to Calendly anymore when you use our API. Okay. Well, this is sounding very good thus far, but I'm about to give you the ultimate gotcha question. What is Calendly's metaverse strategy is that funny it what about is. the metaverse is funny um i feel like i've just spent so much time there right. as you know it's it's something to to laugh about when you've been in it for so long when you return to reality and the mundane uh yeah. down grayness mm. of human existence i know it's exactly Depressing. it yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I need to just put on my VR headset and head back there now. Yeah. I mean, how, how can I get uh, a Calendly invite to show up to my friend mm. in the metaverse, perhaps in the form of a, uh, a dancing bear? Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I think we can actually make that, that happen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The developers are on that now. And if they're not, I'll make a JIRA ticket. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That's serious, making a JIRA ticket. Absolutely. All right, stone. This is fascinating, Kristen, but apparently you've had real life flesh human experiences as well. I guess mm -hmm. you've written an article about co-living. This is some kind of thing people do. I mean, speaking of avoiding meetings, the less time I have with other flesh humans, the better. But you're saying this co-living movement is the future? 
Yeah. So I have written an article. I, uh, I've lived in a co-living community for a few years, uh, not currently, but in the past. Um, I think it's a really great way of creating that feeling of home while you're not living, you know, with your original human family, right. uh, kind of gives you that freedom to travel around to different places and have some instant connection, instant friends. Um, in addition to that, you know, you get the benefits of living in a big house in cities where you okay. probably would be living in like a, a closet uh, for what you can afford. Washing machines, backyards, you know, all of those things can come with co-living. Um, Dishpan hands, hate those. And uh, with co-living, you know, you could hire someone to clean for you. Oh. All right. So what you're talking about is a cult, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a cult, uh, less having that central um, beliefs and, you know, more just the living together bit. So you're saying it's a cult minus the glorious leader who is infallible. Yeah. We're looking for one. Oh. I think I would In be case you know, yeah, of someone. But I would only speak to you digitally. I'm not going to spend time in the same room. Oh, okay. That might be a problem, but we can we can talk later. Oh, that's, a, that's, a side, that's a side hustle for me, being a cult leader. Uh, apparently, you've also been a teacher uh, uh, before. Uh, what is it like being a, a t- teacher? Yeah, um, I have been a teacher before in a past life, in this life, but, you know past version of it. A deprecated portion of your life. Exactly. Um, And I kind of do it on the side as well. Uh, Before I I used to teach, you know, children. Um, Then I went into teaching. So software engineers? You taught software engineers? Yes, yes. I taught software engineers. Um, And then I went to teach elementary school students. Uh, (laughs) um, But then I taught adults. Uh, web development. So I've had experience. Oh my God. Did you teach them JavaScript? I did. I did. Well, uh, thank you for your service, I guess. You're welcome. So (laughs) tell me, uh, Kristen, uh, why are teachers seemingly underpaid in both private and public settings? You know, I, I wish I knew. I can absolutely confirm that teachers are underpaid. When I first graduated from uh, my teaching program, I was a Spanish teacher, and my salary was $15,000 a year, which when you kind of break that down to the hourly wage, it's, it's less than minimum wage, which feels kind of wrong. And uh, everybody was reliant. Everybody was reliant on a second job or a spouse, and everyone was kind of seen as just, you know, following their passion project. Uh, teaching, for some reason, has been seen as like this passion project. It's completely unsustainable to be a full-time teacher. It's, it's really sad. That's actually, that is what kept me in tech is I was a QA tester on the side uh-huh. so that I could afford to pay rent while quote following my, my passion to be right. a teacher. 
okay, this is fascinating. Uh, my first question is, how do we do to software engineers what has happened to teachers? I want to pay my software engineers $15,000 a year. Yeah. How do we make that happen? How do we turn so writing uh, quality code into a silly pipe dream of the same value to society as writing a screenplay at Starbucks? Yeah. Um, great question. How can I we... only ask great questions. That's true. Yeah. How, how can we get this to, to happen? It, it would then, we want to make the 1%, like a 0.5%. Is that what we're trying to get exactly. here? We, I mean, it's yeah. unfair to the billionaires, really, to have it's to pay true. the software engineers so much and all the seltzer and the mm -hmm. snacks. Come on. Mm, the kombucha. Come yeah. on now. What, is yeah. the, what even is that stuff? Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, something to think about. This is a very thoughtful podcast. Yes, <laughs> very thoughtful. All right. Uh, it's almost time for the lightning round where I quiz you on hard-hitting questions uh, you can only exclusively find here on this podcast. But uh, do you have any final words uh, for the developer community before I grill you like a shish kebab? Uh, you know, come see us over at Calendly. They can visit Calendly.com. They can come to developer.calendly.com and they will be able to reach out to me uh, electronically, you know, Good. put on yeah. their VR Personal headset. Gross. Yes. That's right. See you in the metaverse, you dirty meatbags. <laughs> Good call. My words exactly. Good. I'm sure you were about to say that, yes. Mm -hmm. All right, well, it's time for the lightning round where secretly I've implanted an electrode under your chair and if you don't answer quickly or you answer in a manner that I find to be incorrect, you will be shocked. Are you prepared, Kristen, for this gauntlet developer metal testing? I can't wait. No one can. All right, first question. Kristen, what's the best piece of business advice you have ever heard, probably from me? Do the most important thing at the start of the day. What is the most important thing to do at the start of the day? The thing you really don't want to do. That's probably the most important thing. I'm not writing JavaScript. All right, next question. What book would you recommend to our audience, Kristen, uh, if, if you were me? If I were you, I would recommend the book called Range. Uh, it's Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. Ooh. Uh, okay, good answer. Uh, Next question, uh, Kristen, what's one attribute or c c characteristic of a, of a successful founder that I have? I would have to go with integrity. You know, uh, having a reputation that can be respected and trusted. I see you having these strong moral principles. Exactly. Uh, I would never pay a software engineer more than I have to. There you go. That's right. I would never pass up a uh, chance to put someone on a performance improvement plan. Never. Love love the pips, yes. Uh -huh. Got to pip them. All right. All right. You're doing well this far. Good job. All right. Uh, what's your favorite personal uh, productivity practice that uh, uh, involves biohacking yourself with an illegal substance? I'm going to have to go with uh, taking some dance breaks during the day. So, um, you know, talking about illegal, you know, dancing in Kuwait is completely illegal. And specifically, 
and I applaud this, Saudi Arabia has banned the dance move, the dab. You know what? Maybe they're not so backwards after all. That's the most civilized thing I've heard out of Saudi Arabia in a while. All right. Excellent. Uh, uh, what's a new or crazy business uh, uh, idea you'd like to pursue if, if, if you have extra time? But, uh, of course, I would definitely do better. I'm going to have to go with uh, a boot camp, maybe for people who, who don't know what they want to do. You know, we've got all these boot camps for people who know what they want to do, but let's do a career boot camp for people who don't know what they want to do, where they can explore a bunch of different topics for three months. You know, maybe they'll come out knowing more, maybe they'll come out even more confused, but that that's missing in the market. And then I recruit them into the cult. Great idea. It's very smart. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Kristen, what's an interesting or, or fun fact about you uh, that would help me feel uh, superior to you? Well, I have these two cats um, who I really love, and I'm going to have to say they're my weakness. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's one of your most important passions outside of work, Kristen, and how... Can you automate it? Outside of work, I spend a lot of time reading books. Um, I think that some people have tried to automate this with the whole audiobook situation, but there still has not been an automation to send that info directly to the brain. You know, an IV to the to to the old veins, get it to the brain. Yes. Yeah, See, we got to get that going. I'm looking on a, a parser that it reads novels and uh, uh, distills them down to a few sentences. Oh, that's good. I don't know if you, yeah, I, I saw this uh, video years back where they had a bullhorn that you could just upload the book, blow that bullhorn right into your brain. few seconds done. So, like this. All right. My lawyer yeah. will be calling you about that after this. Great. Um, so final question. You've done very well, Kristen, but this is the final uh, hard-hitting question. Why aren't you as rich as I am? I mean, it's plain and simple. I spend all my money on NFT portraits of my two cats. So in, in a matter of time, you will be insanely rich. Understood. Okay, great. Well, we all know where crypto's going, but yeah, one can hope. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, to the moon, and we're all going to yeah. be rich, and anyone who doesn't get in now is a moron. Mm -hmm. That's what you were going to say, I'm sure. Okay, great. Um, well done, Kristen. You have made it to the lightning round. Not everyone can do that. Uh, I'm sure all your colleagues at uh, Calendly will be uh, deeply jealous of you if they weren't already. So yeah. tell me, uh, since the entire development world uh, hangs on my every word on this podcast, do you have any final uh, message for them uh you know keep investing in crypto uh keep investing in enoch uh enoch you know coming soon that's right that's it you know that that's really about it in order to succeed the council of the wise developers is a satire podcast focused on technology our goal is to first make you laugh, but also to make you question what you already think. That means we may give you cognitive dissonance. Feel free to disparage us on your favorite social meds.
if we do give you cognitive dissonance, but you think this turns out to be a negative and not a positive, leave us some feedback on councilofthewise.dev. We intend to carefully consider feedback from our subscribers and may address concerns in future episodes. Also, special thanks to freepd.com for supplying us with public domain music. Much of the music on the podcast comes from freepd.com.